We love you so much. And your arms can reach around the world in every area. Lord, here's an area that needs water. And Lord, they've asked for help. So Lord, we ask that you'd open our hearts to the need to help people, to be a servant to other people. This is your calling, Lord. This is what you want us to do is to help people. So we ask, Lord, tonight that we just not watch this little video clip and just say, yeah, it's, it's nice that they got water, but Lord, let it penetrate our heart to the point that it just burdens us, to where our heart is filled with sorrow, what's happening over there, that we can at least do something. Lord, just put in our minds the servant of Christ that we can help others. Lord, we love you so much. And let us not forget the water that is supplied, the living water that you give, that we can give to others. Lord, we ask in your precious name. Amen. Good evening. Tonight we will be reading from John chapter 4, verses 7 through 14. First, I wanted to say a few things. Um, the other night, I was watching my favorite movie. It's A Wonderful Life. Merry Christmas, you old building and alone. But uh, it's a wonderful movie, if you haven't seen it. But, uh, but there was something in it that really struck me. Um, in the main character's office, there is a portrait of his father. And under that, there is an inscription that reads something like this. The only thing that you can take with you when you leave this world is that what you have given away? And so that got me thinking about this charity and blessings. And tonight, I'd like us to keep in mind all the ways that Christ has saved us, all the blessings that God has bestowed upon us. And just as we have so much, let us also remember and not forget that there are so many in this world that have so little. And I believe that as we have been blessed, so too should we reach out our hands to the less fortunate, as Christ does, with compassion and generosity and charity, and most of all, with love. John chapter 4, verse 7 through 14. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself? as did his sons and his flocks and herds? Jesus answered, Everyone that drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I give him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Well, good evening. 
think maybe you've gotten a little taste of what we're trying to communicate to you. The woman at the well had needs, and so she was going to the well to draw some water to fill her needs. She had the need for the water to drink, to wash with, uh, to cook with, and she had a way to get it. Uh, she brought her container. That's the reason why she went to the well. Jesus saw that she was capable of drawing the water that she needed, and in fact, he asked her for a drink also. However, Jesus saw that she had a deeper need than just for a drink of water. She needed a relationship with God. Many times throughout the New Testament, we see Jesus and the disciples tending to people's physical needs as well as their spiritual needs. In fact, it's sometimes very hard for people to even grasp a spiritual need because their physical needs are in the way. And they need to be met first. We can learn a lesson from those examples. As we minister the gospel to people, their physical needs need to be met too. We take for granted that we have clean water. It's so easy and so accessible to us. We go to a faucet or a water fountain and we turn it on and it flows for us. You know, very accessible is all kinds of bottled water that's not going to stay there. <laughs> and what's your pleasure? You want spring water, mountain water, sparkling water. You want flavored water, mineral water, uh, vitamin enriched water. We've got water, water everywhere. <laughs> and it's very accessible and to us affordable. But not so for some people. You saw the kind of water that was available to some remote villages in Africa. Well, it's the same in other places in the, the world, too. Uh, they may not have water that's easily accessible. Uh, what is accessible may be long distances. And if you understood what they were saying, too, in that video, that this one village where they had to walk three miles one way in order to fill up their five-gallon buckets, that takes a lot of time when you're just on foot. You didn't see any pack animals or anything. The people in the village, the children, as soon as they are able to um, walk to the well or to the watering hole and get water, they do that, walk back and forth instead of going to school because they have the need for water. Um, I don't know what it would really take for me to be thirsty enough to drink that kind of water that we saw. But they are. And that's all they have. And water is life. Now, the video may have tugged at your heartstrings as it did mine. And I was thinking, what in the world can I do? I can't do anything that will really make a difference in these people's lives. But then, don't despair. Um, I have good news for you. I had to tell you about a colleague of mine, another uh, student government uh, leader, Brandon Combar. He sent me an email a couple of months ago, and he is from Naz uh, Olivet Nazarene University. He had a vision, he and a friend of his had a vision of sponsoring one of these freshwater wells for a remote village in Africa and using through World Vision, which you heard was a Christian disaster relief agency that usually has a compassion for children, especially. Um, 
World Vision also brings the gospel to the villages when it dwells waters or wherever it goes because they do have just child sponsorship too. Once the villagers have had this well drilled and you saw the anticipation as um, the drill was going and going and maybe little gushers of, of uh, water. I'm sorry, that's mine. I don't know who's calling me. <laughs> Pardon me, it'll be over in a moment. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you saw the anticipation, and can you imagine, after having your uh, family, your children, and yourself having to go for such distances to get water that's contaminated, that's not really healthy, but it's all you have, and then to see that there is a well coming to your village and understanding that this will mean so much, it will mean so much to them that they'll be, they won't have to spend the time to walk all that distance. They'll be able to spend that time on more meaningful things like education. They'll have clean water. They'll be able to have uh, less disease and, and be able to just have a better life. And then when that gusher hit the next morning, they were just rejoicing and rejoicing. When this happens in a village, how ready do you think those people will be to hear the gospel? They've seen it in action, and then they are just ready, saying somebody else is coming, and they're doing this for me. Why? Why? And they tell them it's because of the love of God, and we have a concern for our fellow man. Brandon realized that it would take a lot more money than his class alone, because this was a project he first conceived for Olivet. He said, it's, it's going to take more than just Olivet in order to sponsor this well for a village. The well, like the one you saw, cost about a million dollars to install. However, God had expanded Brandon's vision, and he has invited NBC, as well as the other Nazarene universities around the United States, to combine our resources to sponsor a well together. The theme of the scripture that I selected for guiding the Student Government Council, the ASG, this year, and the student body is uh, team. Together, everyone achieves ministry. And it's based on Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10. If you're not familiar with it, it says two people are better than one because they reap more benefit from their labor. For if they fall, one will help his companion up. But pity the one who falls down and has no one to help him up. I had sensed that God wanted me to lead by partnering with you and partnering with each other in our journey here at NBC and to take advantage of our strengths so that we can all be effective, more effective in our ministries. Well, I learned something again, that uh, I, something very important, and that is don't try to guess what God has in mind when he calls on you to do something. <laughs> it's usually greater than you can dream or imagine, and this is. Little did I know what God actually had in mind as he is developing 
and working with me and saying again and again this verse and this idea of team and working together. We are a team. The larger vision presented to us is possible and it can have such far-reaching impact even in just one village in a world. Uh, it's a portion that's in desperate need of our help. Well, there's a lot of worthy ministries that are available and are calling and competing for our money. First of all, there's our local church, and that is the storehouse, and that is where our tithe ministers from. But it's also biblical to give additional offerings uh, to, in addition to our tithe. And I'm sure all of you have seen commercials or seen advertisements, seen news uh, clips that, you know, picture children in uh, ghetto areas or hovels and dirty and, and wanting. And uh, there's also the American Red Cross. And recently they're um, collecting for disaster relief for Hurricane Ike. And these are all very worthy causes. Uh, but this project, this is not asking you to sponsor a child for life. It's not asking you to send money to a general disaster relief fund that's going to provide emergency services for a temporary time. What this is going to do is I'm inviting you to participate in a very tangible project that will make a difference in the lives of people today and on into the future. In our scripture focus that Mike read to you, that was Jacob's well. He drilled that well. How long ago do you think that was when Jesus and the Samaritan woman met at that well? Hundreds of years. Think how lasting a well can provide for the lives of people. They can bring, it will bring health and life to many more people than sponsoring just one child or providing temporary emergency disaster relief. Not that those are bad things. They're very good things. This project I'm calling Living Water, and we can provide living water, life-giving water, as well as the Word of God through this organization, World Vision, and the combined efforts, the teamwork of everyone here and also across the United States and other Nazarene universities and colleges. Each of us has to prayerfully decide what's the best stewardship of what God has given you. And this is just another opportunity. And I would ask that you would prayerfully consider this. And some of you might think, well, gosh, a million dollars. Even with, you know, the 10 or so Nazarene universities and colleges that we have, how is that? That's just overwhelming. It's unreachable. You know, that's, that's pie in the sky. It'll never help. Well, I want to put it into perspective a little bit for you. There's approximately... 185 on-campus students right now. And for about six months, about 27 weeks, if we each gave $1 per week, $1 per week, in that 27-week period, we could raise $4,995. Well, I wanted to make it even $5,000, so here's $5 to start it off with. So we could actually raise $5,000 in six weeks, I mean six months. Now how hard is it for you to donate $1 per week? Probably not very hard. Now, 
$5,000 still, drop in the bucket, right? We have another resource we can team up with. We have over 800 students online. This will be proposed to them also, and they can team up. They don't have to be left out of this project. We're going to invite them also to participate $1 per week. Well, if we had 800 students for the next 27 weeks giving $1 per week, that's $26,595. In addition to our $5,000, I mean $21,000, it would be $26,600 that we could do in six months. Now that is quite a chunk of change. <laughs> We're just a small college compared to a lot of the other Nazarene universities. Just think what we could all do together as a team Ministry can truly happen for a village in a remote area. Now, $1 a week, maybe it will take a conscious effort on your part not to buy the soda or the Starbucks. Order the water at the restaurant instead of paying $2 and whatever it is for the soda and put that extra change into the Living Water Project. Or you could collect loose change around your house. Who's got a sofa that sucks up pocket change? <laughs> I know in a week, the bottom of my purse or, or somewhere in my car, I could probably scrape together a dollar per week. It's, it's not very hard. And if you want to get started tonight, in the foyer, there's an orange bucket, and it's got living water. And as you leave today, prayerfully consider putting whatever change or dollar, we'll take dollars, we'll take five dollars, we'll take whatever, but how that can grow is very easy. Also, if you've noticed around campus on the walls and some of the um, uh, buildings, there's these little wooden prayer boxes hanging on the wall, and it says prayer requests, and it's got a little slot that's got paper and pen, and it's a, a locked box. Well, these are also going to become our living water collection points for the next six months. You can still put prayer requests in there, and we will. Those prayer requests will be prayed for, but they will also be receptacles for putting your change. So if you come back from the bookstore and you've just got a little change in your pocket, just go ahead and put it in the prayer box, the Living Water Project box. And a couple of times a week, those will be emptied, prayers will be prayed for, money will be um, combined, and we'll also print an update every week in the communicator so you'll know how your dollars are growing and we are going to combine with the rest of the Nazarene universities across the United States. And if we can't sponsor a whole well, we're going to get pretty close. And it's certainly going to provide uh, for some needy village. This is the way we can have more of an impact on our world, even as we're students. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. Two are better than one just as the scripture said. But you know what? A thousand are better than two. <laughs> and we can all team up together. You know, also keep in mind that Matthew uh, 10.42, Jesus said, And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones because he is my disciple, I tell you the truth, he will certainly not lose his reward. We're not in it for the reward. We're in it for the ministry. And so prayerfully consider if you can give $1 per week for the next six months towards this very worthy project. 
we're going to have a well in the village somewhere that's going to say donated by Nazarene higher education institutions. And that would be wonderful. Well, now let's worship and thank God for his blessings and for his empowerment. How many of you have been to Africa? Quite a few, good decent number. <laughs> I know that some of our students from the Bible College are from Africa. Um, about a month ago, a month, a year and a half ago, <laughs> I was able to go to Tanzania, Africa with a group of six people. And the missionaries that we stayed with there were a part of a program called CHE, which stands for Community Health Evangelism. And while we were there, they showed us a large, clay-like, it looked like a jar, but it was a water filter, and it collected the rain and purified it, and it, it stored it in there so it was available. They would build these water filters next to the people's homes, so the water was available to them. And the neat thing was is that while they were building these filters for people, they were sharing the gospel with them. And I just thought that was awesome, because it reminds me of what Jenny said, that before they're going to listen to us talk about Jesus and God, we need to meet their physical needs. I think it's so important that we let them know that they're cared about as people, and then they can listen our love for them and God's love for them. And I just encourage each and every single one of you to be involved in the Living Water Project, because I think it's a great opportunity to show our brothers and sisters in Africa that we love them and that God loves them. And it can really impact their lives and impact future generations to come, as Jenny said. Thank you. Thank you for coming. The closing scripture for tonight is from Ephesians 3.20.21. Now to him who is able to, to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. Thank you. You're dismissed. <laughs>